0: Hello, and welcome to episode five of the podcast that sets out to answer that age old primary school playground question of which your top five. This episode is also part one of our World Cup special doubleheader, and I'm delighted to be joined by podcaster, writer, and the man behind the amazing Old Fun Facts Twitter account, Adam Miller. How are we, Adam? Uh-
1: all the better after that introduction. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Yeah, thanks for having I'm me Bruce on,
0: Bruce Bruffer, When you <laughs> <laughs> introducing them. Uh, th- thanks for coming on. Um Now, obviously, the the aim of this podcast is to get to know people a little bit better and find out the top fives. But this one a little bit different. World Cup themed. Mm-hmm. But it gets to di- delve in a little bit. Of you see what you like. You like about football. Mm-hmm. Now, I uh, listened to yourself on the podcast. There's some laugh. Uh, podcast, Hi. the kind of intro, and you talked about the kind of contentious issues around uh, this World Cup, mm-hmm. and I feel like we need to briefly kind of touch on them before we delve into the kind of <laughs> World Cups of the past. I just, I just feel it's a bit. So this is like what? What's your top five human rights abuses? <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> just, I think this whole World Cup just with the kind of controversy around it, the fact that it's even just this time of year. Mm. It's just offset. Like it just feels a bit odd.
1: Yeah, uh, the, the the whole thing. Even if you took and you know I was saying this on the on that some laugh some laugh podcast. Even if you took all the sort of moral side of things out of the equation, it is still weird knowing like being in the office at work at ten in the morning in November, knowing there's a game. <laughs> yeah. going <on>. it's <laughs> it, it's surreal. And you know, I always associate World Cups you know, as an adult associated with like summer and beer gardens and stuff like that, or, you know, when you're a kid, maybe the summer holidays or whatever, but it definitely feels weird going on just now. Yeah,
0: because my, my brother's a, a teacher, uh, my brother-in-law's teacher, a couple of my friends are my teachers. and I was asking them, like, are the kids watching the games in school? Mm. And they were like, no, like, it's not It's not that point of the year. Whereas in the summer, it's kind of, the, the terms died down a wee mm. bit, the workloads died down a wee bit, because I remember watching games in school especially mm-hmm. the 2002 world cup like yeah. watching that because it was the other side games, of the world yeah. well watching games in school because they don't, mm-hmm. well, kids aren't really getting that as much i think for england they'll probably watch the games in the assembly hall but mm-hmm. you're not going to be watching uh uruguay south korea mm-hmm. <laughs> when you're meant to be having biology you know? <laughs> <laughs> um now all world cups have a build up, and probably this year as well. There's not been as much build up towards uh, that, and what comes with that is World Cup songs. Mm. So, what I want to ask you is, what's your top five World Cup songs? Now, this can be unofficial, this can be official, it can be specific to teams, whatever way you want to look at it.
1: Right. I don't know if I bent the rules on this one oh. a little bit, right? <laughs> but I've got teams World Cup songs, but yeah. I've also included a couple of like opening credits. T V yep, coverage. No, songs. we'll take it. Absolutely. Songs we associate with Old Cup. Absolutely. So number one, uh and this is not like the rest of my choices and all the other categories are very much anti England, right? But <laughs> I've got to maybe that's a bit harsh. They're not pro England anyway, but I've, <laughs> but I've kind of got to hold my hands up and say world in motion, you Order like it's if you took the football lyrics out of it, it's just a banging new order song. <laughs> and it's got a rap from John Barnes, which everyone knows the words to. Um, so, yeah, that's my, that would be in at number one. Uh, are we doing these one to five or five to
0: one? To the Any battle? way you want it. What we'll do is we'll run through each category and then at the end, I'll get you to pick one from each to create your ultimate top five. So it doesn't need to be in order. However you want to give it to me.
1: Okay. Okay. So World in Motion, that's one of them. Uh my dad had a cassette when I was really young. He had a cassette of, I don't even know if it was like classic Scotland World Cup songs or just classics. I, th- I think what I think it was something to do with Scotland qualifying for one of the World Cups that they qualified for when my dad was young. And it was like, um, some of it was songs recorded by a Scotland squad and others were just like random songs by Scottish artists like Lulu or whatever, <laughs> right? But easy, easy uh, for, and I had to look it up. It was the seventy-four World Cup. It was long before my time, but it was a uh, i I grew up hearing that in that cassette and yeah. that. it's still a brilliant song. <laughs> um I also had I mean it's it's terrible but I can never get it out of my head. It's either the eighty two or the eighty six World Cup. I've got a feeling it's eighty two uh, Rod Stewart had this song called Oleola <laughs> but what I mean it's crap, right? Yeah. But it's got, it's got the line in it Ole, 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 Ola. We're going to bring that World Cup back from over there. <laughs> <laughs> They're
0: really stretching yeah, that, aren't yeah. they? <laughs> it's like, this just, is just
1: the same guy that wrote Maggie May. You know? <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, apart from that, I've got a couple, as I said, maybe sort of stretching the, the limits of this category. But uh, the first ever World Cup I saw, when I was really, really young, was USA 94. And I remember the BBC for their coverage they had the uh, America from West Side Story and it just sounded amazing as a wee boy it just it captured like all the excitement all yeah. for me and the other one was the next World Cup France 98 uh, they had and I googled this one as well to watch it again it was a uh, but classical music Pavan by forey and it was like this really sort of classy dramatic music and I don't know if you've seen the uh, the opening sequence for it, but as it, I was watching it again the other day when I was putting this together, and it was uh, it's like this classy French restaurant, but all it's it sort of intersperses footage of the players against like the cutlery and the ceiling <laughs> oh, and all this stuff, and it just that to me, like sometimes you watch, to you know themes and the uh, opening credits for t- tournaments just now, and they're sort of like well put together and yeah. all the rest of it, but they don't always necessarily capture that excitement. Yeah, um, yeah. So that would be. That would be my
0: five yeah no things. some solid solid answers now because uh, it was just when uh, I was i put these questions together i always like to have a look not necessarily to create my top five but also mm-hmm. look and it was the amount of songs that maybe come out years before but mm. then they're kind of adopted i didn't realize that like a uh, seven nation army by mm. the white stripes was used in every 2018 world cup song and i think it came out in like 2003 but it was used Mm and i think italy kind of adopted it like their fans But it was used as the players walked out and i'm like that's song 15 years earlier and it was adopted
1: it's funny i was uh i saw jack white at glastonbury a few months ago and when he did seven nation army i remember thinking at the time it's like it's weird hearing this just as a song now. Like, <laughs> no, like no one's singing like alternative lyrics. Yeah, it's, it's not just associated with sport. You, you forget this is like a song that existed before it was used in football. Yeah.
0: And I think I have to give an honourable mention uh, to Carnival de Paris. Oh, uh, that's World Cup Just purely for that build and the bagpipes come oh. in. Like, it's never had bagpipes sounded better. I know. Like, we've it's our only opportunity <laughs> for a World Cup. So, no, Carnival de Paris. I remember buying that on CD or maybe mm-hmm. tape is just a single, like mm. just having that and just playing it over and over again.
1: That's a really good show.
0: I actually kind <laughs> <It's laughs> yeah. of I think like as years come by now, like World Cups have about four or five official mm. songs and it's like, there's been waving the flag and all that. And they're all good. But I, I think kind of back in the day, they really, they really, peep. yeah. So obviously they are kind of songs that go hand in hand with the World Cup, but we also have songs that go with, teams mm. and what i've asked is your top five national anthems <laughs> now this can be purely based on the national anthem itself might not be great but the way it's sung and performed if you will yeah by the fans and the players and the build-up what's your top five
1: well that's why i've got mexico in there uh, so it was a choice between mexico and uruguay for for that particular yeah. type of anthem but um couldn't tell you any of the words to it whatever, can't really remember the well, two. But they both that... have
0: quite a build mm. and you think, Oh, this is the national anthem. And then the lyrics kind of kick in maybe yeah. 20, 30 seconds in.
1: Yeah, those those ones that like and you watch the players singing it, it's yeah. so passionate. Um the Welsh one chucked in there, it's kind of yeah, inspiring. Absolutely. Um Yeah this was difficult. I, I chose Star Spangled Banner, but I guess probably more for the Jimi Hendrix <laughs> version. Um <laughs> Uh, the French one has to yep. be in there, um and number one for me is Italy. And I, I think it was—I think that was kind of cemented at the Euros yeah. last year, just watching that, and because all of Scotland was singing. Exactly. It. Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like, obviously, like last summer was the summer of Keolini, but yeah. I like was just watching that before every game. And they're like, "Yeah, that's me." Yeah, I'm and in.
0: it's that roar at the end when they yeah. all just lean forward and give it that. We were talking
1: about Keolini at work today, actually, because. Uh, Tam McManus, I don't know if you saw the tweets. Tam McManus put uh, the tweet. Tam McManus put out. It was either last night or this morning. But he basically he was complaining about one of the games about uh, at this tournament about how players hate seeing defenders celebrate tackles as if it's a goal. And we were like, that's brilliant. Like Italy is Italy are really good for that. Like Chiellini and Buffon and guys like that. You know, just. Pumping each other, absolutely, and like, why, why is that something that annoys him? And I I loved, like, I I looked at the quote quote tweets on it, and like, you get the occasional person putting up like a a long argument against it, but it was just every quote tweet was like prick wank,
0: (laughs) 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 just one word. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Did you see the Uruguay's uh, Korea game? Uh, No, no. no. It was, I think, it was possibly the ninety third minute, and Valverde is running back. And he makes this tackle and is giving it like, yes. And I'm like, it's, yeah. nil, nil. Like, it's not like he stopped them going out, but he knew that if I don't make this tackle, mm-hmm. Korea are going to break. It's the 93rd minute, yeah. tired legs. And I was like, yeah, celebrate these tackles. Like they, yeah, you're, they're you're, as big. It's not friendly, you know, it's, it's like <laughs> these, these, you know,
1: players have to treat a world cup. Like it's the only time they're ever going to play in that tournament. You know, if they're lucky, they'll get two or three in their career, but a lot of them, it'll be the only time they play on that stage. And you're asking them to talk. This is like, I'm going to go on a longer rant now, but it's always really annoyed me whether it's that kind of thing or whether it's talking about fans spilling onto the pitch about the way people try and moderate the way that people celebrate in football. It's like a celebration polis. Like when the people, like you always get it if like, and to be fair, I've probably made a joke about this kind of thing in the past. (laughs) But I'm going to be a hypocrite about it. Like when you get uh, fans spilling onto the pitch when their team's, Either rescued a point or won the match in injury time, yep. and people go, "Aye, but it's only Partick Thistle or it's only Livingston or whatever." And you're like, "It's not the point." No, you've you've you thought you were gonna go home with at best a point, maybe a defeat, and you've won the match. It doesn't matter who it's against. Yeah,
0: hundred yeah. percent. It was I think obviously they're, they're terrible for it, but like Talksport are yeah. a perfect example. of it, it was mm. um, from my point of view, it was amazing uh, when Scott Brown. Scored late on at Kilmarnock mm-hmm. and he kind of jumped yep. over the the advertising board, and the fans spilled out, and they were like, "Oh, he should have just rolled his socks up, <laughs> punched there, <it laughs> and ran back to the halfway line." I'm like, that goal has effectively won the league, mm-hmm. and you're criticising fans. or oh, it's only Kilmarnock, it's the Scottish <sighs> league, and it's the same with like when if even Rangers they score a, and their fans, and it's like fans kind of mock them. I'm like, mm-hmm. well, they're pushing to win the league or they're pushing to catch shelter, whatever mm. way around you want to look at it, and especially in the special Cup, I was like, these moments are huge, it yep. doesn't matter the opponent yep. they're huge for the fans and for the boys.
1: So what are they looking for? Are they looking for the guy to like, you know, whether they scored a last minute goal or they've made a brilliant last ditch tackle or whatever after they do it, do they have to sort of take a second take stock and go, right, let's think about who the opposition are and where we are in the group and no, you just get lost in the moment, right? And <laughs> oh, I think it's just one of the many ways people
0: try and kind of take the
1: fun out of the game.
0: Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Um, but talking about fun of the game, I think part of the fun of the game, especially growing up, was the excitement of what the strips are going to be like hmm. for the World Cup. I, I was talking, uh, just before we kind of came on for recording uh, with Paul, about how I used to work in Greaves, uh, oh, my, yeah. and so did my brother. The, the and Holy Land for me. Is absolutely, really going through <laughs> like, those frames, yeah. like, unbelievable. <laughs> we used to get catalogs in, um, and it would have what the tops are going to look like because this is mm. long before the days of footy headlines yeah. and all the like tops. Yeah. And see the excitement of going through that mm. catalogue. And there was one time I remember taking a digital camera because I didn't have a camera phone and taking photos of the strips I liked so I could then show my mates. Oh, <laughs> this is the Brazil top. Yeah, this is because yeah. this is all before uh, social media. Mm-hmm. But looking at that is, can you look back and think what's your top five strips from the World Cup?
1: Okay, uh, so some of these are from before my time, but just kind of looking back on classic kits, um, Brazil '70. Just, uh, I mean, you could pick pretty much any Brazil, Brazil kit, yeah. but the, that kind of era you sort of associate it with. Just apps, just a team full of legends, yeah. and you've seen all the old footage of, it and just it looks amazing. That and that's like what you associate with, a uh, you know, one of the best teams ever. Um, scotland world cup 74 uh it could have been 78 as well there's not a huge difference i don't think in the two but it's just that kind of classic design i remember used to sometimes go into even though it's still there uh king street in glasgow next to mono there's uh, mr ben's the vintage shop and they used to have on display it was either 74 or 78 top and I never, i never bought it but uh, I just used to always go in and look at it and go. One day, it's like the bit in <laughs> the bit in, uh, Wayne's World, and he's like, "Oh yes, you yeah. will be mine." <laughs> <laughs> but I think retro
0: tops are there's such a market for them now. Totally, um, yeah. it's, I think as well during uh, the well, Euros, Scotland made it to a major tournament. Mm. Every looked was just old Scotland tops yeah. because personally, I didn't really like the, the current top they had, mm-hmm. so I never bought it. But I think retro tops now. Are a thing and, yeah. I, and it's not just a scottish thing i mean, mm-hmm. you look at all the england fans they have all their kind of retro tops it's such a market and there's a reason why because they were great like, yeah look well, back. The, the, the problem is you can only particularly with
1: the national team there's only so much you can do with yeah. a set of colors and in the 70s and the 80s or whatever they were really basic but traditional and classic absolutely and then as you get into the 90s they try and experiment to justify releasing a new one every couple of years yeah. and it's it's so, like no they just the, the original the classic 70s one for Scotland. <laughs> um aside from that i've got uh columbia at usa 94 columbia right tops. um that was like i say that was my first world cup and uh i genuinely i remember like being in primary school and tell because i was such a massive massive football geek to the point that like i would get <laughs> slagged off by teachers for banging on about football and i was telling everyone columbia like the dark horses or you know whatever phrase i was using at that age um and they genuinely were going into it like i had uh, had someone on on my podcast recently who who's written a book about usa 94 and we're talking about you know Colombia's campaign that year and they were they had a brilliant team like espria and valderrama and guys like that and they were kind of fancied to go far in the tournament and in the end they get papped out in the first round and one of their players get assassinated which is like <laughs> extreme <laughs> probably not what they'd planned for yeah um but i got that top like before the tournament yeah. and uh that's probably somewhere in a cupboard somewhere but like that was a fortune <laughs> oh I, probably I, um but that yeah that, that's got good memories for me also from that tournament george uh george jorge campos the mexico keeper yeah that was uh, that was unreal. It's keeper top, and the other one I've got in there is, and I hate saying this, right, because it's the hipster choice. But see the West Germany Italian ninety one. We were talking about how retro kits are doing so well these days. Like you, you, you see guys who probably have no interest in football wearing that one now. Absolutely, which says something about how good a design it is. But yeah. also, I feel like I hate every single person. Who's under- <laughs> do, 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 do you know? It's like it, it's like when uh, you see people wearing ramones t-shirts and you're like name three songs <laughs> <laughs> like you, As, could, you can tell
0: me who andreas brema is <laughs> never mind jürgen klinsman you take it so personally <laughs> because <laughs> every time i was like telling my brother about this I was like, i'm going to do a couple of world cup specials and mm-hmm. we're going to talk about strips so he found a box up in his loft of uh some retro tops and some of them i was like I put them on like Twitter, I put photos. And this guy the of me and he was like, I'll give you 100 quid for this top. I sent it to my brother and he was like, nah. He was like, that will be <laughs> worth maybe double that in another oh, yeah. 10 years. And There was like Portugal from like eh, early 2000s, Spain and Argentina. There was a Japan, I think it was 2000, what's say 2006? And it's got like Nakamura 10 on the back. This oh. was like, obviously peak of Nakamura. Mm-hmm. Celtic as well. And I was just going through this box. I was like, in my head, I'm like, I wish I'd kept. All my mm. tops because I remember it would just get to a point about oh, I'll give it to my wee cousin uh. or put it in a charity shop or even worse mm. in the bin. And oh. you think these tops like, I think I've my first ever football top was from World Cup 94. And it was my dad took me in, I think it was the shop in the Forge how you know, the market Levy football shop oh, yeah, yeah. in the market. And he was like, Pick a top, like pick a country, who do you want? I was like, I want that one. He's like, Are you sure? I was like, Yeah, I want that one. Why do you want that one? Well, it's green and white. I got the Republic of Ireland. away <laughs> And my dad is straight down the line, neutral. Didn't want me and my brother supporting either side right. of uh, the old firm. And so at that point, I was like five. So I had no real I wasn't allowed to support sales. I wasn't allowed the Celtic top. Not mm-hmm. so much. I wasn't allowed to support Celtic. And I was, I want the island top. And it was the white with the green stripe with the big orange opal. Yeah. And I look back at photos and I've been trying to find it online. And I found, because... I know you can get fakes and stuff, mm. but I found one online. I was like, oh, how much is it? 240 quid. Oh. And I was like, oh, I cannot justify that. <laughs> <laughs> like, if my other half found out I did that, it would be hell to pay.
1: Was that, is that the one you remember, uh, John Aldridge and yeah. Jack Charlton? When was it? They were, he's trying to bring John Aldridge in, uh, on off the bench, isn't he? And uh, it's like in the middle of a heat wave, and the uh, fourth official. Is basically like, nah, wait your turn, wait your turn. Yeah, that's exactly. That's and Jack the top. Charlton's like, or John Aldridge is like sticking the fingers up. I'm going for fuck's sake. It's that top. It's that
0: top. An <laughs> yeah. absolute, an absolute yeah. classic. Um, now, obviously, we have iconic songs, we have amazing national anthems, and we have iconic strips. But I think what everyone loves about the World Cup is iconic goals. Mm-hmm. Now, this can be because they are thirty-five-yard screamers, or because they can be last-minute winners, or even like we've seen. And this World Cup, big upsets. Hmm. So what's your top five World Cup goals?
1: Start with John Collins against Brazil. Obviously in that tournament, Craig Burley's goal was a better goal. Yep. But it's so vivid for me running home from school to watch that Absolutely. match. And the first time I'd seen Scotland score in a World Cup, like I can remember that moment really, really well. Um, so that's got to be in there for me. Um, I was talking about Brazil seventy earlier that uh, Carlos Alberto goal against Italy. I watched it again the other day when I was putting this list together, and uh, it's, it's an amazing team goal, and then this brilliant kind of like nonchalant finish, <laughs> and it's everything like when you think about that classic Brazil team. Like when you talk about the way that Brazil play football, the idea you've got in your head of a Brazil team, it's Absolutely. that kind of football. It's that kind of clip. Um, archie gemel obviously um before my time but uh i was thinking about it it's like the it's my probably my favorite goal that features in a film
0: if you don't include the goals ali mccoy scored in a shot at glory (laughs) for kilnocky i was (laughs) just about to say as i'm not sure if it's the goal Mm. or if it's train spotting that make that goal <laughs> I know, what, what, what i love about
1: it is like when you know when i was young and i saw train spotting i didn't realize that archie mcpherson had actually recorded that commentary specifically for the film. So it was like you know i probably didn't get it when i was young but there's obviously the the pun is like oh a penetrating goal <laughs> so good It's funny actually um I'm going completely off topic oh, no, but no. when i used to work at the a uh, daily record there was there was someone in there. I won't I would not name their name. Um, really really cool person. Really got on really well with this person. No, I'm not not even giving away their sex here. Uh, just a very cool person. <laughs> but when I get introduced to this person, uh, my boss said, "Adam, this is so and so. They've just killed Archie McPherson." <laughs> so what do you mean? And this person said, "Oh, I accident. I referred to him in a story as the late Archie McPherson." <laughs> And then uh, then Archie McPherson sent an email back to this person, something along the lines of "Uh, rumours of my demise have been greatly exaggerated. I'm just back from a game of badminton. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> <Brilliant>. <laughs> well, that's a vivid image in my head about oh, and playing, playing bagman. <laughs> like even that this this
1: happened maybe like three or four years ago even back then he's got to be what like 97 or something <laughs> <laughs> um, the other ones I've got uh, Bergkamp versus Argentina France 98 unbelievable that's, I mean, World Cup or not, it's one of the best goals I've ever seen. Just there's probably about three or four goals that Bergkamp scored that were sort of similar. Like there was the one he scored against Leicester, yep. uh, just the way he brings the ball down, and oh, it's, it's amazing. I could just sit and watch that and i look.
0: Newcastle as well, he does one. Yeah, that's just about right and, yeah. he d- and it's almost kind of carbon copy. He flips mm-hmm. it around one side, mm-hmm. runs up. He was just, he was he was different class.
1: I've never, I didn't, I've not read his book. But apparently his book is like he's really sort of technical. Like doesn't doesn't sound like laugh a minute or whatever, yeah. but I think he was one of these guys who thought like really deeply about how the game works and everything yep. like that. And it probably is it's that kind of thinking that gives him that extra second to sort like because that was that goal against Argentina, I think it was like one of the De maybe played that crossfield ball. And you know, there's defenders standing around watching this, but he already knows what his What's next happening. Is, yeah. and
0: you know? um, Tonby Strips, I had that full uh, holland strippers oh, a full nice. full kit wanker at, <laughs> at the age of nine because uh, my birthday falls uh, always on the world cup because it's, it's the middle of june oh, so right, I, okay. I always have a game nine times out of ten it's a freaking stinker <laughs> <laughs> but i always have a game and i always used to get like an international strip whether it be for the euros whether it be for the world cup because of always unfortunately if my birthday was also when England played Scotland and the Euros in Gaza scored that goal. Oh, that was on my birthday. We were in the car on the way back from a birthday party listening to it. And <laughs> that way my dad's driving, already fucking raging that he's missing it <laughs> from <laughs> for his son's birthday party. But then having to listen to it while I'm hyped up in the back of the car full of mm-hmm. sugar. Uh, but yeah, no, that's... I think that German... Um, sorry, German. That Dutch team, mm-hmm. that goal is really goes hand in hand with the World Cup. I mm-hmm. think just when you think of the World Cup, you think of that. Yeah, if you team if, and goal.
1: If if they're starting a tournament and showing you a montage of past tournaments, that goal is always going to be in there. I can't like, it's always hard to gauge because you know you enjoy these things more when you're young. But I'm sure like France '98 is one of the best World Cups there's been. I could be wrong, but yeah, it was like it's, it's, it's,
0: it was the first World Cup I remember looking forward to games. I was obviously mm-hmm. I was nine years old and. I, not a great understanding of Mm. football but just like oh this is a spectacle this is fun like Uh this i enjoy this and i think when you look back now at clips the amount of clips from that Mm. tournament there's a reason why probably that and 2002 i think those world cups in terms of quality Mm -hmm. uh, but then saying that you 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 type in i don't remember that from 2010 mm. i don't remember that from I t- do you know i think it's like as you get older
1: and you start missing more games because of work <laughs> yeah. and stuff like that like i remember like I wor- life gets in
0: the way <laughs> yeah
1: like i remember i worked in a call center during the 2010 world cup and i, I saw a lot of it but yeah. I, c- I can barely tell you who won the tournament like it's funny because like, if you, if i saw these things say, oh, that's right that's right but it's the ones from when i was a wee boy that are really really vivid to me yeah. like 98, you had Bergkamp, obviously, but you had Batistuta, you had Ronaldo. At his, like, you, I mean, Ronaldo's peak, yeah, he had like he got that sort of redemption in 2002, absolutely. but up until the final 98, he was just incredible. Yeah. Um, and you had Sudan, obviously, and yeah, it
0: was just uh, it was amazing. Some yeah. of the players, yeah, absolutely. So, uh, what other goals have we got then?
1: Uh, yeah, so the <laughs> so my number one for this. Uh, if you follow me on Twitter you wouldn't be massively surprised it would be uh, Maradona versus England <laughs> uh, the the head of God um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah I mean it's so it's kind of a running joke on my Twitter account but like that moment I just think like, it shows the, the, the player that he is that that goal happened he, I can't remember if it was is that the first or the second he scored in that game I can't remember but um, but it was within five minutes of an incredible solo goal yeah and it was like uh it showed you that the, the sort of two sides of him like this the genius and the you know slight, deviant. the deviant <laughs> yeah, yeah. um but like th- did you ever see the the documentary that um i can't remember what was called it's like diego or whatever oh yeah yeah like, so um, it was it was amazing but they kind of talk about those two aspects of his character and like you never got a better illustration of it than that game. But I always think it's kind of, as with anything in life, it's not so much, it's not just what you do, it's how you react to it. And I always think if Peter Shelton had, like, obviously he was right to be pissed off at the time, right? But that was, thirty 36 years ago, right? If Peter Shelton could have a laugh about that now, oh, I would have respect for him absolutely. for it. And I wouldn't make all these jokes. Not not like Peter <laughs> Shelton's waking up <laughs> in a cold sweat going, oh, fuck, what's old from facts saying about me today, right? <laughs> Particularly because he long since blocked me. Because uh, he he's finally learned how to block something. But um, but, <laughs> but you, I I think with stuff like that, you need to be able to have a laugh about 100%. it. Because I, I remember... Um, no, Gordon Smith, the uh, ex-Rangers player. I remember he like so this again it's before my time, but it was the famous miss he had in like the FA Cup final or whatever, and the, the commentator said, And Smith must score and he and he hasn't scored or something like that. And then I remember seeing years ago in W Smith, vividly remember seeing his autobiography, and the title was and Smith did score. And I was like, you're not over it, mate. So you've named your fucking book after yeah, it, Yeah, <laughs> like, just, you know, maybe you, for all I know, if you'd read the book, maybe he does take the piss out of himself. But it's just that that title just sounds a bit like he's trying to rewrite history. And I think <laughs> there's like an element of that, the, the amount Shelton still bangs on about it and how clearly bitter he still is about it. And they, they would have they wouldn't have won that game anyway. Yeah. Um, and I, I genuinely think... That's the kind of thing where he's Shelton's not as much as I take the piss out of him. He's not at fault because he's not like yes, he's been out jumped by the guy, but he's yeah. not. No one's You're not expecting a guy to just <laughs> punch blatantly it. punch it, right? <laughs> it, it wasn't like a Head kind it. of <laughs> yeah. It, it wasn't like a kind of. I feel fairly confident, even with Scottish officials, that if VAR was in place, <laughs> that would have probably been ruled out, right? But he, it, it was it was a blatant punch, and so it's not like a massive shock that he didn't. A win that ball in yeah. the air when the guy's punching it. But he's just made himself look like more of an idiot yeah. by just refusing
0: to give it up for him. Yeah, you have to, It's in those situations, you have to kind of steer into it a bit. And yeah, just, totally. And just embrace it for what it is. Not straight away. No, no. <laughs> like, but as you say, 36 years, like, come on. Yeah. It's, like, it,
1: it's, it's the sort of thing, like, he should be and a sketch on TV taking the piss out of himself Absolutely, for it, that yeah. kind of thing. But it, it just doesn't strike me as someone that's got a sense of humour about it. <laughs> I always remember uh, there was some <laughs> there was the bit, uh, there was a tweet uh, he put out um, a while back, and it was him and his wife, and she was looking all glamorous, and he was looking like Peter Shelton. And
0: someone, <laughs>
1: so, someone responded saying, "Oh, so turns out
0: you are capable of punching." <laughs> 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 That's absolutely <laughs> brilliant. <laughs> um, but now, what we're going to move on to finally is we're going to try and create uh, your ultimate five-a-side team by asking which are top five World Cup players. Now, I do feel... Well, we'll kind of start at the back. I'm not going to give you a set formation, but I do feel probably Peter Shelton <laughs> isn't, isn't going to be your goalkeeper? keeper <laughs> right, that's, that's me putting a line through it. No,
1: um, I went with Buffon in the end. I, I was close to going with uh, Neuer, but I think that's two guys that have played in a few World Cups yeah. and both of them have won it. Um, and, you know, like Buffon's just been such a big part of that Italy team for so long. Obviously, they're not there this year and he probably wouldn't have been there anyway if they had been. But um, he's just one of these guys you associate if you think about Italian football the last twenty, twenty five years you just think of Buffon.
0: Um so that he'd be my keeper. Yeah, I think we goalkeepers as um because of the age they go you do associate them with longevity. Hmm. And so they do appear at World Cups. So I think it was the tweet I saw. His name escapes me, the Mexico keeper. That's right. And it yeah, was I can't remember uh, his name. And he just he, and it was the tweet it was um on here he is spawning uh for the first time in four years <laughs> <laughs> and, just, and has played at every world cup <laughs> since and it was brilliant i'm like 100 i don't see this get ever but i see him at every world cup Do you know that used,
1: that used to be like like how many league games have
0: you watched with miris laugh closer all those players that just they're like good at club form all mm. like decent but then for the world cup they're just mm-hmm. unbelievable like diego forlan was considered a flop at manchester united yeah. but if you google world cup goals Amazing. his name pops up all the time was it was it 2010 that
1: was his big one
0: the, yeah yeah he just was just banging him in right yeah. like, he was un-booming. clearly like a cracking player just sometimes yeah, it doesn't it work doesn't, it doesn't because, work but i think yeah. world cup players sometimes just take it to that yeah. extra level and goalkeepers like you say they have longevity they have more of a chance mm-hmm. but yeah absolutely Buffon. So um how many how many defenders are you going in your five aside go- team?
1: Well I've gone with one defender, yep. right? I've gone um yeah I've <laughs> I've gone with one defender, but he's versatile, oh, right? So I've gone with Lily and Turam. So again, this was uh this was really close to being someone else It was nearly Cafu. So I was thinking they're both brilliant fullbacks, but Turam can play in the center as well. Yep. So if you've got fives team, then you want <laughs> someone who can sort of fill in like that. Um that, you know we're talking about France 98 earlier. I think about him. Was it the semi-final he scored? Um, and he's just a brilliant player, Turam Ram. Um, so, yep. a part of that great France team.
0: Unbelievable, unbelievable. So, I'm assuming we're going for two in the midfield.
1: Two in midfield. Uh, Maradona, obviously. Uh, 1986 vintage, not so much <laughs> 1994. Um, <laughs> he wouldn't stop running in 1994. <laughs> Actually, if you've got a five yeah, legs, exactly. you, you got some legs. Out. He just won't stop. <laughs> um and Zidane again another Frenchman but uh that the thing is as well with Zidane it's not you you think of that 98 final but uh the 2006 final it's been overshadowed obviously yeah. by the headbutt. but but he was he was a great player then as well
0: but if you want to talk about guys who just kind of come back from adversity like it's everyone talks about the head but but it doesn't overshadow it overshadows that game doesn't come anywhere close to overshadowing the man no it's career it's unbelievable and even he's kind of and gives off the impression he's quite a straight-laced kind of guy Mm. but i think i can't but there was an interview and he kind of talked about it and made a wee joke about it and it's what Mm. we're saying earlier about peter shilton like you've made a mistake or you've had some form of controversy you have to kind of own what happened
1: yeah, it's not like you can pretend it didn't happen because everyone in the world yeah. saw it. And you know? everyone
0: has made jokes about it. It's been in Family Guy. It's been <laughs> been Bon Anniversaire. just Stewie knocks on someone's yeah. door. Telegram from Zinedine Zidane. <laughs> 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 then just Bon Anniversaire. Headbutt. Like, but it's one of those It's become kind of almost like a pop culture reference. Yeah, it transcends football. Um, aye, but Zinedine Zidane. There's no arguments. Mm. No, and this would probably be quite difficult. But... Um, especially World Cup strikers because so many strikers perform well at Mm -hmm. these tournaments or vice versa don't perform well. Or because I think it was Wayne Rooney, Mm -hmm. arguably one of the best Premier League strikers of all time. Not great in World Cups. Possibly because England haven't performed well in World Cups. But yeah, who have you gone for? Uh, In the end, I went for Ronaldo, the real
1: Ronaldo. Um... So like we said before, 2002, that was the kind of redemption, yep. but 98 as well, brilliant player. And I can really vividly remember the moment at 98 when they said that he wasn't going to play and then he was going to play yep.
0: and it was bizarre. It like, was so weird. There was so much kind of quake and dagger about it. Like is it? A, there was all these rumors. It was like a Nike sponsorship thing. It was, they didn't want him to play and mm. it was oh, loads of different rumors and he had a virus and it, but again i was nine years old and i remember ronaldo's not playing and mm. it was like oh my god yeah. like ronaldo's not playing because it infuriates me when people call him fat ronaldo <laughs> it infuriates me i mean they're not wrong but it infuriates me yeah like, it, it was, really it, does it's
1: a, it's a lack of respect for just one of the best to ever yeah do. it's like yeah. the
0: amount of people now because i do think like you say 2002 was his redemption and then how many years did he play after that? So there's a whole generation of football fans who have never seen him play. Mm. So to them, Cristiano Ronaldo is Ronaldo, yeah. <laughs> which is unfortunate. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, no, Ronaldo, Brazilian Ronaldo will always be Ronaldo to me. And I've not watched the documentary yet. I think it just came out like a week or two ago yeah. about him, but I think they do go into, like, I've seen a week clip. I think they go into detail because Roberto Carlos was his roommate at the time. And he, I think, in the documentary talks about basically... I don't know if Ronaldo had, like, a seizure or something like that. Something. But, but it was very, very serious. Um, Yeah, it's one of these things as well. Like, they obviously, for whatever reason, they felt under pressure to play him, and he was just like a ghost during yeah. that final. But you kind of wonder... I mean, given how well France played and Zidane and all the rest of it, you know, they might... France have still gone on to win it regardless, but looking back on it, you think... Brazil should have just kind of cut the losses and gone with, with Edmundo or yeah, whoever it
0: take, was. You know? Like, cause I know it's hard to replace a man but it wasn't like they were struggling for world class players no. and it's similar in this Brazil squad for this World Cup. It's scarily good. Mm-hmm. It's got a lot of depth in it and that's what Brazil probably have been known for for years. Maybe in the last couple of World Cups, like when you've had like Hulk as you're like your mm-hmm. main striker, yeah. they've not had that talisman yeah mm-hmm. uh, but i think this this year the, the squad's ridiculous but at that time you, you do wish maybe oh not wish but for the maybe the purposes of that game i wonder if they had kind of just cut the losses as you said and what would have possibly been
1: yeah i mean he was basically an empty shirt yeah. during it and it kind of overshadowed the whole thing so Absolutely. yeah i think in retrospect definitely should have dropped him for it
0: but but then is it is a, as a the nice kind of story that redemption arc oh, four, years later, yeah. four years later was what everyone wanted really yeah. wasn't it <laughs> yeah i think everyone was rooting for him yeah. especially after was it that was the uh rivaldo got hit in the ball <laughs> with a knee and went down <laughs> holding his face and like i was like oh this guy yeah <laughs> so, like, so we all want ronaldo and he had the the stupid oh, haircut God, yeah. in the front but yeah. again ronaldo I don't care. People copied it. There there's boys at my school with that, and I was like, "Ronaldo can't even pull that off. You <laughs> certainly can." <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> that was like there
1: was a guy I used to. Uh, there was a guy I went to school with who was obsessed with Beckham, but uh, and he would. But, uh, this was back in the days when Beckham would have a different haircut yeah. like every couple of months or whatever, and this guy even went as far as like the cornrows when Beckham oh, was doing that. Yeah, and like you can imagine that was on like I don't know like a. 14 year old guy or something like that just uh, aside from probably like being culturally insensitive (laughs) the cultural appropriation (laughs) for this 14 year old but
0: thankfully probably before the days of social media because now
1: you you wouldn't get away with that (laughs) no idea what that guy's doing these days although i mean to be fair with uh Beckham's done for these days now with his reputation as well. So it's like they finally got. It was overdue for the Cornrows, and they finally got him on taking 150 million
0: from Qatar. <laughs> I, have you seen all the I'm assuming you've had the Joe Isaac yeah. stuff. I thought it was done brilliantly. It was I really done. I think. I think when he shredded the money, it it got people aggravated enough that they were regardless of what side of the fence you were on mm-hmm. they were like, he was getting the attention on it yeah. and then when he released really that video of it wasn't real, I've already donated it, which he knew was coming because he's I'm a very very clever definitely, man.
1: Well, well this was the thing, I mean we are talking about that Some Laugh podcast I was on uh, last week and it came up in that we were talking about this, <laughs> one of the weirdest inter- I wouldn't even call it an interaction because I didn't get a chance to respond but it was the guy that sent me a DM after I'd liked the Joe Lycett thing uh, and he went I'm like, off. Oh, I love you, but what are you doing liking this? I mean, this is it's a cost living crisis, and he's just chucking away ten grand. And then that was like in the afternoon, and then I woke up, and the, I was at work at the time, so didn't respond. I was going to respond later, and then the next morning he'd sent me a DM at four o'clock saying, "Actually, mate, you're done," and blocked me. <laughs> it's, like, it's like what an overreaction. But but I just I was so confident. Like if I had if I'd had the opportunity to respond to this guy, would have been like, you don't for a second think that he's. Actually, yeah, you know, he he's clearly he'll either have, if he is shredding real money, he's going to donate an equivalent amount, or yeah. he's or it's just not real money, and he'll be donating money either way. Like he's he's yeah. clearly doing it for the attention to highlight what's going on with Beckham and the hypocrisy and all the rest of it. He's not actually going to just chuck
0: ten grand yeah, away. And you also, know? what he's putting in, regardless of, as you say, if it's money, it's paper. Like yeah. if he's like it's, it's yeah. a it's paper. So yeah. I'm like, if he's gonna. Like you say donate the equivalent and he'll donate 20 grand or whatever it is like he's that video that he released was very very well done yeah. he explained it clearly and think because it got people talking mm-hmm. it got all the eyes on it and it was very very clever and it was another example just the
1: not just the guy in my dms there were a few people who were criticizing Lice at the time and it was it's another example of this thing you see with elon musk now of people just go out their way to defend Rich, successful, famous people, yeah, and their priorities are all out of whack. Like, uh, the many people defending David Beckham, you are like, I would almost have more respect for Beckham if he just said they're paying me a shitload, and uh, you know, <laughs> uh, and that's why I am doing this, you know. But the, Joe Lysett was trying was the wee guy in this exchange. Obviously, he's 100%. got a he's got a platform, Joe Lysett, but not on the same scale as Beckham, and he was using the platform that he's got to highlight that. Basically, your heroes are all, or not all of them, but some of your heroes are bought and paid for by these horrible regimes, um, and Beck, and I think why it sort of stung so much for Joe Isaac was that Beckham had sort of painted himself as this ally, yes, hundred percent. I think if it had
0: been another comedian, um, not not any other comedian, but it if obviously resonated mm-hmm. with Joel Isaac, like it re, it must have yeah. for him to kind of do this, and I think that's why. Uh, I and so many it bought into it in the positive way. I was mm-hmm. like, I love this yeah. because you could really tell he cared about it. He mm-hmm. re- he wasn't just doing it for the publicity. Oh, well, this is gonna, gonna li- get views. This is gonna get likes. He actually did care. Yeah. So now I thought he was like, a kind of standout and probably one of the positives to come out of the controversy, if mm-hmm. that makes sense. Because there's been so much focus on it. Mm-hmm. This has been a kind of wee bit of a. And I'll kind of beacon of light like, uh, in terms of the build up for this World Cup.
1: Yeah, I mean, i I I think uh, when you have moments like this, where you have this kind of controversy, I think you sometimes need to have people who are willing to re- not just like not just like me putting out a tweet or writing a column or whatever, but people with really bigger platforms like Joe Lys or whatever who are actually willing to put up with a shitload of abuse yeah. to make a point. And he did, and he he did that, and he did it like you said, he executed it
0: perfectly, yeah, perfectly so that has come to the end of our five categories now a couple of them you have given me your number ones but we're going to run over (laughs) them again and we're going to try and create your ultimate top five so i'll run through the categories one by one and you've got to give me your top one for each so we can create your ultimate so we'll start from the beginning your number one world cup song see this happens every time <laughs> it's like i ask my guest at the end and they've given me their five so confidently and nine times out of ten i've had the oh, because now the pressure's on <laughs> the pressure
1: is, well the pressure's mainly on to not choose the england right? <laughs> do you know um, what it'll be clipped and it'll be used against you forever oh, if you do <laughs> um do you know what i'm just gonna go for it world in motion world in motion
0: I'm just uh, you know I'm, I'm gonna to be follow, I'm gonna like try and create this like the audio of this in the scene from Gavin and Stacey <laughs> where they walk in and they're all singing it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Hope that's the last time I'm ever compared to James Corden. <laughs>
0: <laughs> You're really like him, mate, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we've got World of the Motion as your number one World Cup song. Uh, Your number one national anthem, God save the Queen, I assume, now that you're fine. (laughs) (laughs) Or King, sorry. Um, Got to go with Italy for that one. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. Uh, Number one strip? I'll go with Brazil 70. Solid, solid choice. Your number one World Cup goal?
1: Um... Just taking any sort of Scotland and England bias out of the equation, I'll go with Bergkamp.
0: Yeah, fantastic. I genuinely couldn't agree more on my, yeah. my favourite World Cup goal. Now, of your 5 aside team, hmm. who's your number one player? Do
1: you know, just because I'm, you know, I'm, and I'm... I need to catch up with the documentary and everything like that. I can see myself going through a Ronaldo phase. So (laughs) it's like a band you haven't listened to in ages. You're going to get the haircut. (laughs) Go down the the YouTube rabbit hole and all the rest of it. Uh, Yeah, Ronaldo, original Ronaldo. This might get
0: Peter Shelton off your back now that you've not picked Maradona. Well, well, you'll
1: have to tell him because he's blocked me. (laughs) i will make sure to tag him in this
0: episode. No, thank you so much for coming on to do this. I have a a great laugh running uh, through we're at point of recording we are nearly at week the end of week uh match day one mm-hmm. i should say and hopefully this world cup lives up to the hype uh, mm-hmm. and all the positives that we love uh, about the world cup But again thank you so much thanks for, for coming me on. on brilliant uh, thank you for listening if you could like follow subscribe and we have part two coming up in a couple of weeks with killian sheridan thanks very much everyone cheers